Welcome to Ex Libris On Air and the stories behind the stories of today's literature and their authors. Greetings for Ex Libris On Air. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book has an intriguing title, one that uh, grabbed my attention, The Shanty, Irishman, and the Lady. And joining me from Florida is someone who has insight into the reason this book was written, Vinny Anderson. Welcome, Vinny. Thank you, Jay. This is, this is a personal um, uh, story of your family and your grandparents in particular. I was reading a little of the background of uh, their story and find it interesting. Your style, I would say, because of the content, really could uh, be considered a nonfiction work. I mean, a fictional work, a, uh, maybe a novel of some type. Tell a little of the history of the shanty Irishman and the lady. All right. First of all, it's definitely not fictional. Every word in the book is true. Um, I wrote the book uh, because I think my grandparents had, number one, a compelling love story. Uh, They also had a tremendous impact on my life growing up in the Midwest. Uh, Much of who I am and what I am today is due to their influence. The, uh, you have a, a fascinating history in the medical profession or, or in the peripheries of that. Is that uh, also part of the reason, perhaps, that you wanted to honor them? Um, I suppose there's a, a, a slight impact of that. Yes, I'm a retired registered nurse, and um, they were very much supportive of my career. Um, and uh, it... Actually, uh, I have written another book about my nursing career, so that's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, I'll allow you to do that. That's uh, that's what authors do. They get sidetracked mm-hmm. once in a while. Uh, it sounds like a very interesting journey, though. The uh, Really, the Irishman himself, uh, mentioned in the book, you became or was your, your, your grandfather, correct? Uh, he was the person that I knew as my grandfather. He was, in fact actually a distant cousin of mine because he and my grandmother who was my mother's mother were first cousins and their love story uh i don't want to run the book for someone who wants to buy it and read it which i heartily recommend absolutely um uh, their love story was unusual, and some of the family, of course, was very much against it. They had to go to Kentucky, uh, from Illinois to Kentucky to get married because uh, at that time uh, in Illinois, it was illegal for first cousins to marry. Interesting. Uh, they were born in the 1890s period. Uh, yes, so both you, of them. Yes, and uh, you don't sound like an older lady, if I may be bold enough to say that. <laughs> oh, really? What are old ladies supposed to sound like? I'm <laughs> well, 76, I so, so I don't... Uh, that's, not, that's not old. But you're, in other words, your grandparents, the people you knew as your grandparents, uh, lived uh, f- well into, the, uh, into this past century then. Oh, yes, they were both in their 80s when they passed. 80s, wow. Well, I, I'm uh, in fascination of that because my both my, I had no grandparents or, or older generation of folks when I was growing up. They had all passed away. My mother was from Ireland and her family had, uh, had long gone, gone. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my dad's family in the same situation. He was uh, basically orphaned as about a 14-year-old boy. So I, I don't have the, the luxury of looking back on some of that history that you shared in your book. It uh, did, did all of it take place in the United States, in uh, the area that you mentioned? 
Yes, there was a mention of France because my grandfather, who was a Marine, uh, fought in World War One in the trenches in France. And uh, as I said, I just mentioned that in passing uh, in the book. But um, the rest of the book is set in the Midwest, um, in the St. Louis area, uh, and in South Southern Illinois and South Central Illinois. Anyone who's from any of those areas would find the book interesting. Are you familiar with the movie The Christmas Story? Yes, a Christmas story. Yes, yes. Okay, it's any. It's about children being ma- raised in the Midwest, and there's a lot of elements of that movie, uh, which was also a book, uh, in The Shanty Irishman and the Lady. That Midwestern bringing those little boys had was a great reflection of the way my childhood was. And were there tongues on uh, metal poles outside in the wintertime? No, 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 none of that. No, <laughs> no not quite. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a, this is a, a story that uh, you know is fascinating just by the cover itself. I, it almost looked, I thought, when I first saw it, well, this must be a fictional story. And then I read the opening lines of your book, and and uh, that uh, pulled me into the the story content very rapidly. It says this is a love story. Make no mistake. To some degree, it's also a memoir of the significant impact of two extraordinary people that they made in your life, which you've already uh, uh, reflected on. Is there anything in this book that shocked you or surprised you as you began to do research on this, or did it just come naturally to you to, to remember the details it, that it are It really came naturally. Um, I started it uh, intending for it to be a short story, and the more I wrote, uh, the the more anecdotes and, and incidences and uh Character traits uh, I thought of that I wanted to bring out in the book. Um, the I was lucky from the standpoint that my grandmother kept fairly good records, family records, and of course photos. The photos, most of the older sepia tone photos that you mentioned, which the publisher uh, used in a what I thought was a delightful way on the cover. Yes. Uh, but the, the pictures also appear in the book um, with captions as to who they are. Um, most of those were from photos that my grandmother passed down to me. Um, the The family, uh, she had a very strong uh, feeling of family and made sure that I knew as growing up that if I wanted to, I was eligible for the DAR because she had documentation tracing our family all the way back to the Revolutionary War. Wow. Wow, that's. I, I didn't ever. I never did do that. Oh. But, uh, I could if I wanted to. So. <laughs> There's still time. You could. You could actually. No, no, no I don't no, think no. so. <laughs> the uh, the one thing that popped to the surface, I think, when you were doing research or thinking back, uh, was an incident that you had buried in your memory, and that was something to do with an automobile wreck. Uh, am I yes. understanding that correctly? You are. Um, I had completely forgotten it until I started writing about trips uh, I made with my grandparents from where I lived in southern Illinois, where we both, where we all lived, uh, to St. Louis, which was the nearest large city. We made multiple trips to St. Louis, most of which were for shopping or uh, attending uh, uh, events such as the St. Louis Municipal Opera, which weren't available to us in a small town in southern Illinois. Mm. But one of those trips... Uh, my grandfather and I were in the car alone, um, 
because we were on our way to pick up my grandmother, who was visiting her sister in St. Louis, and there was a car accident. Uh, it, I could have been, these were pre-seatbelt days, nobody had seatbelts in those days, and I could have been seriously injured, uh, but I wasn't because, well, I again, I don't want to tell uh, part of the story of the book, but... Uh, my grandparents played a game with me, and the result of that game was that I knew what to do uh, when my grandfather warned me that there was an impending collision. I knew what to wow. do, and I came out of the accident unscathed, other than the fact that I would not wear any of the clothes that I had on <laughs> wow. in that that day. I wouldn't <laughs> wear them ever again. My mother was very frustrated because I was in my Sunday shoes and a very relatively expensive fancy dress, and I refused to wear them. Well, in looking back at your grandparents, uh, was there a, a, an element of humor and good-natured kidding around, perhaps, uh, in a family Oh, my goodness, yes. They had pet names for each other, and um, which uh, I didn't find out until I was in my teens. Um, they were uh, very outwardly demonstrative in their affection. Not not disturbingly so, <laughs> just uh, a lot of hugging and uh, kissing, uh, affectionate. It was a good environment to for a young child to be exposed to. My parents Beautiful. loved me, and they loved each other, but they weren't particularly demonstrative. Wow. So I, I learned what it was like to uh, demonstrate your affection for another person by watching my my grandparents. Beautiful. I I would have loved to have had that in my life as well. I, as a small child, I was uh, very huggy and uh, and you know I I wanted to be, I I wanted that uh, that human touch as a child. I was almost an only child, not necessarily so. I had two older sisters, but they're considerably older than I am, and uh, so I I did have the the joy of being raised as a, an only child who was very lonely. <laughs> And and uh, didn't have the grandparents and and other influences on my life. We did have many family friends who uh, filled in those gaps, and and uh, they had a great influence on me as well. The 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 uh, history of your your grandfather himself. Uh, did he have a traditional career? How would you describe his uh, upbringing and uh, how he became well, who he um, was? He, as I said, he was a marine. He was a tall man, uh, over six feet tall. Um, and uh, husky, not fat, but definitely solidly built. Wow. And he, as many Irishmen did in the day, became a policeman. Uh, he was chief of police in the town where we lived. Not well. This was, that happened before I was born. But my my brother, who is also was also a great deal older than I. Uh, and when you described your sisters, I immediately thought of him. Right. He was twelve years older than I. My mm -hmm. only sibling. And he uh, spent a lot of time with my grandparents, as I did, and was with my grandparents during the time that my grandfather was the chief of police. And my brother, uh, ever afterwards, always referred to our grandfather as the chief. Beautiful recoll recollection. You have a couple of unforgettable characters also that, um, you know, stood out and will stand out to the reader. Uh, one is Bobby. Who's Bobby? Bobby, 
uh, was one of my feathered <laughs> friends. <laughs> I've had many uh, since then, but Bobby was the first. Bobby was a bright blue parakeet who was gifted to me when I was about seven or eight years old. And he was a character. Parakeets mm. are endlessly entertaining if you know how to to uh, teach them to talk and to you don't have to teach them to play. Mm-hmm. They play uh, very naturally. But Bobby was very much a member of our family, and uh, a lot of uh, the things he did were sort of family lore, and a lot of that is recounted in the book. It sounds like old stories about a parakeet, but it was... <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, he was a part of our family. He was he was actually a you know considered a family member and uh, figures into uh, how my grandfather was. Uh, I, again, I don't want to tell you everything that's in the book, but well, uh, I could when, read it when Bobby died. Yeah, when Bobby <laughs> died, and as as small uh, parrot members of the parrot family don't live as long as, as the larger ones, and he he lived a good long parakeet life, but he did eventually die. And the way my grandfather dealt with it showed a lot about his his character. Uh, uh, my, 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 way my family my family f- f- had uh, some friends in the Toronto area. I'm from Canada originally, so mm-hmm. we would visit them, and they had a parakeet. And uh, that particular little pet was just uh, he was startling to to watch because he could emulate every single individual in the family vocally mm-hmm. and uh, carry on conversations it was just stunning uh, they're they're an amazing little pet uh this yes, is a book that i think would be of interest to almost anyone uh, whether they have a uh, curiosity about family history or not i have one one niece who's uh, delving into family history in a in a very big way uh, she probably would enjoy a book like this in fact uh, part of my heritage is irish as well so i'm i'm going to pass this along to her and suggest she read it uh, the title of the book again is the shanty irishman and the lady and uh, again There's one other thing i'd like to sure, say jay please um um it's important uh that people uh, preserve their own family heritage, uh, not necessarily in a fancy way, don't have to write books about it, but uh, if your parents or your grandparents are still living, I would say to anyone, ask them questions mm-hmm. about their lives. Ask them if funny things happened to them, what scary things, what interesting things, and for Pete's sake, write it down. Oh, absolutely. Uh, dig through family photos, and and if you can, Write captions. Don't write right on the photo. That's not a good idea. But write on a piece of paper and tape it on the back. Uh, People's names, dates, including the year. Even if you never write a book, you'll still have those stories to look back on and share with younger members of your family. Uh, My way of thinking, as long as anywhere, anyone, anywhere reads this book, my grandparents will never truly die, beautiful. and that makes me incredibly happy. That's a beautiful testimonial. I, my dad wrote a book of his personal history as well, and I'm in the process, or should, should be in the process, of, uh, of doing a, a re-edit on it and a re-release. Uh, it tells of his early life, and I spent about an hour, an hour and a half recording 
uh, his verbal history at one point also. And uh, those are treasured memories to have and to yes, be are. able to share. And you. my niece is uh, doing the same thing with her uh, mom and, and uh, family members. So it's a beautiful way to, to honor the past and also uh, preserve it for the future. Of any many authors uh, will take a look at their their history or whatever they they pen and think in a fantasy world this would make a great miniseries. Did that ever cross your mind? Oh, it sure did. A movie, a miniseries, even in the right hands, a marvelous musical. I can imagine uh, some of these incidents uh, being woven into uh, songs and dance. Um, I hope that at some point, somewhere, someone who has uh, the skill and talent to do that will consider this as a vehicle for, for one or the other, or more, more uh, likely, all of them. Um, I'd love to see it made into a film or a musical. Well, that sounds like an exciting idea. Again, the title is The Shanty Irishman and the Lady. My guest author, who has joined me from Florida, is Vinnie. Anderson, V-E-N-N-I-E, Anderson, if you're doing a search under this particular book or the other one she's written. Vinny, where do we get copies of this? Uh, it's available on Amazon, also on Barnes & Noble uh, online, uh, and quite possibly it may be in bookstores. They have uh, bookstores are... Uh, totally in charge of what they order, and so I have no control over that, but uh, definitely on Amazon, Barnes & Noble online. Uh, the uh, Also, I might add, uh, The Shanty Irishman and the Lady is going to be made into an audio book very wow. soon. Uh, it should be out later this spring, so if people are interested in audio books as opposed to uh, written books, keep an eye out. It will be available probably uh, again on Amazon. Um, and and I'm looking forward to that. Beautiful. Well, congratulations. This, again, is an interesting book, not only by content, but also the way it's been assembled. Beautifully done. Uh, again, get in contact or do a search under the author's name, Venny Anderson, to find out about this and uh, the other books she has penned and anything else that may come in the future. Venny, thank you for sharing your story and your history with us. Thank you very much, Jay. My pleasure. For Ex Libris on Air, this is Jay Douglas Barker. <laughs>